The following show is for informational purposes only. Individual situations may vary, and the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Welcome to Discovering Responsible Wealth. This is our monthly coaching call. This is Frank Congelos and Dave Suki, your host for the month. So, Dave, how are you doing today? Good, Frank. How are you? Terrific. Thank you. Good. So, Dave, you know, we're into the new year. Um, we're seeing that, you know, the markets are hitting all-time highs. And, you know, generally speaking, you know, we're hearing good things. And, you know, it's all good, you know, when we think in terms of what's going on in the economy and things around us at the moment. And on a dime, anything can change. And we know that. One of the things that you and I have spoke about over the years is the fact that sometimes people get a little hung up thinking that money is kind of like math, like you just add it up and whatever it is, it is. And you and I have recognized that it's not quite like math as it's more like science. Right, right. So with that in mind, there's kind of an example that we go through all the time, you know, when we're explaining this to people, which is, and so Dave, you and I will kind of play a little game here and our listeners can play along with us, which is, if I were to give you today, say three oranges, and I said, Dave, here's three oranges today, and I come back tomorrow and I say, Dave, here's two more oranges. Yep. So the big test for you today, Dave, is how many oranges do you have after I've done that? those two transactions? Even with the new math, Frank, that's five oranges. Yeah. So now if we were to take those oranges and we were to go in the backyard and I put them on my picnic table and we left them out there for the next, say, 20 years. Yeah. And I say, now, Dave, go out there and get those oranges for me. What's going to occur? Yeah, yeah. I can tell you this, Frank, they're not going to be there. All right, but yet when we we're doing the math, you know, we have three and two equal five, five, and all of a sudden we go out there, and after time goes by, they're no longer five. Yep, yep. And what happens, Frank? Right, they, it, things erode. They erode, they get eroded. Right? You got it. So what we're finding is is that there are eroding factors, as you were just saying, Dave, that actually takes away from things, and it's the same thing as it relates to our money, which is there are eroding factors that we're dealing with on a daily basis and certainly over a period of time that takes away from what we do. And the interesting thing and the reason why I thought this would be a good topic for us to discuss is that we spend so much of our time focusing on just like a rate of return of what are we doing that we oftentimes ignore many of these eroding factors. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like if we were trying to fill a bucket with water and we keep focusing on, you know, what's in the bucket or whatever the case might be and you know everything else is going on if we have cracks all over the bucket and as much as we're trying to put more and more in we keep losing it the reality is is we're never going to fill that bucket as efficiently and effectively as we could absolutely so with that in mind what i figured we talk a little bit about is what are some of these eroding factors and why it's important to have a very holistic plan to deal with them yeah so with that being the case, is Dave, why don't we start and you know, what are some of the things that you're seeing when you're dealing with clients and when you're talking to people that are some of the highlights of these factors that you're hearing and seeing the most about? This time of year, there's a big topic, right, Frank? Taxes, right? We're all thinking about taxes, filing taxes, and how it's affected us. And um, we get questions on how do I save money in taxes? And, you know, it's a, it's a very, very common area right now. Taxes affect how much wealth we have how much wealth we keep okay and how much wealth we transfer to our kids one day maybe or our grandkids so it's always involved in the equation 
you know, there was a, a commercial, someone brought this up to me yesterday, and they remember, you know, seeing there used to be a, a statement that it's not how much you make, it's how much you keep. So one of the things when we think in terms of rates of return, if I focus predominantly on a top line return of, let's say, 6% or 7%, and yet I don't equate for what's that mean after I pay my taxes, right. and if my tax right. rate is 20, 30, 40%, I'm making less. Absolutely, Frank. And not only am I making less, but there's another eroding factor that comes in when we look at you know the tax aspect, which is I made less, but what does it spend like, which gets into inflation. Yep. And Dave, I know you have young children. My kids are all bigger now, so I yeah. kind of look and I so go, it's like your, your inflation rate is certainly it, different than my inflation it, rate at this point in our lives. I'm, I'm sure it costs you less to go to the movies than it costs me to go to the movies right now, it's, right? <laughs> And it's a great perspective, which is, you know, because we'll hear, oh, inflation is low, but all of us have individualized inflation. Yes, based on where we live, Frank, and how we live our lives and what we like to do with our money, you know. So it's just, it's a huge part of the equation, right? So you have taxes, right? Then you have inflation, the buying power of our money, going to erode what we're able to do with it in the future, okay? And, and we have planned, simple thing like planned obsolescence, Frank, right? Things get out, you know, they get outdated. They have to be replaced. There's so, costs involved for us to have those things in our lives. Even to maintain them. So, you know, when we talk about that planned obsolescence, so you know, years ago, I remember I bought a brand new Ford Expedition back in 2003. And Dave, you know my truck. Yeah. So I still have that Ford Expedition to yeah. today. And when we talk about planned obsolescence, yesterday I'm replacing the windshield on it because it had a crack in the windshield. But it's like tires windshields, pretty much everything that we own, the chairs in our house, every, most of that is not la made to last forever. No. no, no. And if you own a home, Frank, you recognize that quickly. As a homeowner, what, what the costs involved of, uh, and the dollars needed to just keep up with the standard of living or quality of life that you want to have, that affects our wealth. Erodes our money, Frank. Erodes what we could maybe save. So that's a big eroding factor. Here's another one. Uh, you know, I have young kids that are grown in the technology area. How about technological change, Frank? You have 35 years in the business. What did you have or need to run your business when you first started versus what we need today? It was a paper appointment book, and then it was one of those. I had prospectuses, and I had rate cards. So when I was talking about, you know, investing, I had a prospectus, right. and then I had a rate card. Now it's I carry nothing around other than an iPhone and you know, if I'm in near a computer monitor, that's pretty much it. Absolutely. I remember having to print directions out before I went to a client's house or business. Now I don't, uh, I get in the car and the car, if I just put the address in and there, boom, I don't even think twice. And it's, it's, so these are dollars that are needed for us to just have what's really standard living today. Everybody has an iPhone. Everybody has a tablet, an iPad, a computer, the way it, it's how we all operate and run our lives, not even our businesses, but our lives. So uh, my daughter got her first iPhone, Frank, 11 years old, okay? And yeah. it was the best gift she's ever gotten, right, so far, right? I mean, and she was the last of her group to get it. But that's an investment that when she was born, Never I didn't thought about consider. It. I didn't like say, okay, I and now I'm going to help pay for it each month and what apps she has and all that stuff. So always technology more than ever it's changing on a daily basis not even a yearly basis anymore and as we're going through this and you know the whole point is is why why do we go through this well because the reality is if somebody was doing this financial plan today yeah, or they were doing some investing today 
and strictly the investing or their planning came down to one and one equals two, and this is how much I'm going to have in the future, what we are trying to identify is that's not necessarily true. And that there's a series of you know factors that you need to be aware of that's going to be like you know it's like i'm running outside and you know we've had you know we're here in the northeast and we've had some windy weekends the last couple yeah. of weekends i've got branches all over the place but it'd be like running into a 40 50 mile an hour wind and as hard as i'm trying to run i feel like i'm not just getting there very Absolutely. fast but in addition to that we also get life events that are occurring and many times we always look as if life events will occur to somebody else never us so we think in terms of you know Someone that gets laid off at a job or you hear about someone, something that happens with one of their parents. I just had somebody in and they were talking about their parents has uh, dementia and they're talking to me and they're saying, Frank, you know, what can we do about that? How can we protect assets? How can we take care of them? And next thing you know, they're trying to figure out how are they going to help budget for taking care of their mom? Yep. I got news for you. When their planning was done five and 10 years ago, this wasn't a consideration that came in. So it's it's kind of interesting when it, we look it, at that. It relates to the life events. So, so go back to the orange example, right? The the five oranges we started this conversation with. You not only have to protect the five you have, you've got to add to them, and protect the ones that wise you're adding, because you don't know at what point in life something may come your way that you have to deal with, and usually there's dollars behind dealing with it. And, and so, you know, really what we're trying to get at in our show today is to really point out that money is more scientific when you yeah. think of it, that there's a lot of outside forces that are going to impact your ability to really be successful financially. And at the end of the day, most of us are planning for cash flow. We're planning on how to maximize cash flow today how to utilize that cash flow for quality of life, and then how do we plan for our future to guarantee and maintain cash flow throughout our lifetime. And at the same point, there's more and more pressure on that cash flow, all the things we just mentioned, never mind the fact that we can have real life events like taking care of parents, we can have someone who loses a job. Nope. I mean, Dave, you've Lawsuits, seen- Frank? business owners we deal with, right? Their number one issue is liability, right? That can be take the checks they got to write to just even, even, even if they didn't make a mistake that they got to protect themselves for an accused mistake. That's a life event. Well, what's interesting is, you know, we have uh, several of our clients are in law enforcement and, you know, we deal with, you know, different people. And one of the things that I see is every once in a while, I'll have this young individual who's in law enforcement that whether they got in a car accident or whatever the case might be, I know one particular uh, gentleman, young guy, uh, got T-boned and mm. is, you know, his back severe damage, had a lot of surgeries, uh, and he, he's disabled. And, you know, it wasn't one of those of, you know, you kind of picture it's going to be the other guy. It was him. Okay, likewise, you know, we have, you know, the people that pass away, okay, and they die prematurely. You know, they're, you know, they're dying at 40 and 50 and 60 and so forth, not living out to that normal retirement of 80 years old. And when that's occurring, if I don't plan scientifically and looking at my whole life that all of these factors play in, then I'm really not doing a great job. Absolutely, Frank. Absolutely. And none of us have a crystal ball to know when or what it's, what is going to happen to us. So, so in kind of, you know, getting to our point today is, is that, Number one that we really want to point out to people is that before you really start planning for tomorrow, 
you have to make sure that today has been protected for. Mm -hmm. Because if I don't protect today, there may be nothing to plan for tomorrow. Because I could have had, you talked about that bucket, yeah. big holes in the bucket. And never mind the fact that, you know, when those oranges were on that picnic table outside, you know, it could have been a week later or a day later then a bunch of kids came by and said, look at that, Mr. Congelosi was so nice to leave those out there for us. Yep. They, they didn't have to sit 20 years. They could have been gone in a heartbeat. So with that in mind, our whole message for today is really make sure that your todays are protected, both your assets, your income, and your legacy. And our next show, we're going to be talking about really then how to accumulate. We're going to deal with the future, which is we're going to talk about, you know, three returns, you know, which is or three rates rather, which is how do we maximize returns and what are the rates that we're really seeking. And so we're going to go through that with next week's show. So we're sorry, next month's show. So, yeah. Dave, anything else you'd like to add before no, we start wrapping up? Frank, I think it's a it's an assessment of today. The takeaway is it's it's more scientific than mathematic. It's holistic, all right, than just looking at, hey, this is how much money I'm, you know, I have saved, right? There's a lot of other factors that, that come into play, and the more educated you are to understand that, I think the better equipped you are to deal with those eroding factors because we can't control them, Frank. That's the other thing. There's, we have very little control over some of those things. And, and we do have a saying in our business, and it was um, one of the other advisors that we know, a fellow by the name of Joe Pombrian, said this, and he says, you know the greatest risk to someone's finances, is what's called hubris. It's ours. Yeah. It's that you know belief that it's never going to be me. It's going to be the other guy. You got it. And yeah. so when we put our head in the sand and we start assuming that, all that we're doing is it's like we're sitting at the you know at the gambling table, just saying, okay, I just got to keep winning and keep winning to stay on this wheel. And that's just not like how life works. That's right. So all of our listeners, you've been listening to Discovering Responsible Wealth. This has been Frank Congelos and Dave Suki. We thank you for your time, and we wish you a great month. Advisors of the Institute of Responsible Wealth may be licensed for investment and insurance products. The Institute of Responsible Wealth is an educational division of CNA Financial Group. CNA Financial Group and its advisors are an agency or an agent of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, New York, New York. Securities products and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities, LLC, member FINRA, SIPC. Park Avenue Securities is an indirect, wholly-owned subsidiary of Guardian. The Institute of Responsible Wealth and CNA Financial Group are not affiliates or subsidiaries of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian.